So Thomas, before we jump into this, I have another, of course, Kyle's deep musings. These are deep musings. Is this like a thing about. we're always going to do? Is this yes, it's always a thing. You can't get away from it. So, can um, we? No. <laughs> no, you never can't. Always. Always here. So um, I really, obviously, you've been following the GameStop stuff, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I've been thinking, we really need to find like the craziest, most obscure public company to try and drive it out there. Like, um, I just, something that doesn't make any sense to see if we could drive up stock prices and that should be the next one. Cause this obviously seemed kind of malicious towards this hedge fund manager and basically what I've been reading cursory towards it. Yeah. But like, I was thinking, I was like, what, what's a company that's not even like good. Like it did, could we, did ShamWow somehow have a public offering? Can we like make a ShamWow stock? I, like the, just skyrocket? are amazing though. I've suck up so much water. Gosh. Are they, can you buy them still? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to find out. Yeah. Kid Shamwell, can you please reach out to us <laughs> so we could get Thomas even more? <laughs> but, but like we, what, like we need to find one, don't you think? Like there needs to be just we another obscure. One. I'm good. I've, what I realize with the whole stock crazy stock thing right now is that I am either too dumb to know how to benefit from it myself, <laughs> or too smart to try to jump into it. It's just an artificial bubble, right? It's a, this is the tulip. Boom short of squeeze. the yeah. 1500s. Yeah. It's just a pump and dump short squeeze. Yeah. 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 Which I'm saying like, like I know what that means and I don't. I've just watched uh, Billions once. On Showtime, <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. Well, welcome to Affiliated, your financial <laughs> <laughs> advice <laughs> podcast. Well, oh, we, sometimes we talk about affiliate yeah. marketing. So um, as you know, you have myself, Kyle, and Thomas. I think this is the first time I've actually introduced us in a podcast before. Um, but what we're going to be talking about today. I just assume people know who we are. Yeah. But, yeah that's yeah. my hubris. But, but yeah. um, well, <laughs> they all know who Thomas is. So um, mm. I am the shorter, longer bearded version of Thomas. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about today is a question. And I think that one of the a really common question and a big focus or goal we get from a lot of our clients, which is how do I meet and get a super affiliate to promote my offer? Super affiliate. Super yeah, yeah, I know. Ah. Um, <laughs> I, this, this is something where I, just all the time, it's like the goal of anyone that has Dude, an offer, oh they're like, God. I want, they go to an event. I'm, yeah. Can you introduce me to a super affiliate? You know, like, and I'll even name drop, like, I'd like to be on Mike Geary's list. Can you make that happen? I was like, whoa, you know, hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, so, so let, let's talk through that. We're going to kind of talk about the do's, the don'ts, um, some of the, the rules of engagement. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's kind of start. What are your thoughts on um, when you get that question? How do you normally handle it? Um, well, if it's over a Skype message, usually I roll. Uh, <laughs> you send the eye roll emoji? No, no, no. Oh. no. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> if they can't see me, right? <laughs> it's like a, okay. Um, oh, no, I say that in jest because often I get that question from people who are definitely not ready to work with a quote unquote super affiliate, right? But Thomas, why would you have to be ready? <laughs> I have an offer. Shouldn't that mean I'm ready? Well, Believe it or not, I get that question from people who are like in the process of making an offer, right? <laughs> like, oh, I just need a bunch of affiliates and you know, interest of affiliates right now so we can get it lined up. I'm like, you know what? Let's just pause. Right. <laughs> Let's pause that. And we'll come back to that conversation when we have some data. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Because you're going to lose your pants if you try to onboard and like work with these people right now when you don't even have the offer yet. Yeah. Or if you're very early on and don't know some clear data for it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but let's assume you have some of that data, right? And like things are going well. Um, 
I try to drill in further though, make sure they actually have it still. And then A, what are your demographics? And I try to basically hit them with all the questions I think a super affiliate's gonna ask them, right? Mm -hmm. um, to make sure they're on the ball. <laughs> right. Uh, Cause I, what I think people forget is when they ask you for an introduction, you're kind of on the line a bit with your reputation with whoever you're making the introduction to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what I always do with intros is I go reach out to the person first to get approval, right? Basically like a thumbs up to make the introduction happen. You yeah. Know? Um, I know other people don't do that, but I like to give them a heads up like, Hey, I want to introduce you to this person for this reason without getting into too many specifics because it's their deal to hash it out. Yeah. But I try to give them warning or not warning, but just, you know, context. Yeah. Because what you don't want to do is like, put them into an awkward situation they don't want to be in. They find that they don't want the offer yeah. and they're like, well, no, or they give you some information like, mm, okay. And, um, kind of dial it back a little bit. And, and just in general, like I said, like it's, it's a big deal. We know everyone wants to work with them and, and they know it too. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly <laughs> yeah. the reason they have relationships yeah. with people, you know, like us or other people out there is because they know that we will try and be an effective gateway for them. Mm -hmm. um, and if you show yourself to be a revolving door more than a gateway, that'll probably get shut off pretty fast. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's real fast, let's talk about, so that, I think it's a good way you're gonna preface and, and then meet, but before that, I actually wanna talk a little bit about when you know you're ready. Like, I think that's a big one and why it's such a problem. Like, why is it a problem to go talk to a super affiliate before you're ready? Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't see the issue. It's traffic. Traffic's a good thing. It's always a good thing, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like, um, what do you normally tell people about why they don't want to go before they're ready? Well, you want to make sure that the offer is tested, not to the nth degree, but fairly mm -hmm. tested across multiple demographics and types of traffic. Yeah. Right. Because you want to be able to get an idea that, okay, this is this offer, I don't think any offer is, is as good as it can be, right? Because we're always mm -hmm. testing and improving, but this offer is good to go, right? Yeah. If any affiliate worth their salt promotes it, if they have the right traffic for it and the right or right audience for it, it should convert pretty well, right? The last thing you want to do is have like a super affiliate agree to promote and it bombs. Yeah. Because what's going to happen? You're never going to get them to promote your offer right? ever, again. <laughs> ever, ever again. again. And because they're not going to just go and blast at their whole list, they're going to drop it to a no. segment and it's going to bomb right if it um the, the trick is right if it if you promote to a segment and does it okay they'll usually keep testing with some different creatives and stuff like that till mm -hmm. it gets to a good point because everyone wants to make money yeah so it's that's the first stop for me right is make sure it's fully tested and ready to go and then right making sure that you're back in like do you have inventory control do you have all that kind of stuff because yeah if you're not if your tech isn't in place to like, handle a lot more traffic than you're used to if your inventory fulfillment isn't in place to handle that you don't want to get into a bind with something um, early on like that. How about where are you coming from no, with that kind of stuff? To totally agree. I think being able to test, and my thing too is like test multiple traffic sources as well. Yeah. So it, what kind of email list do you have? So kind of like, all right, here's some partners that are a little bit smaller. We know it's a smaller engaged list, great. Now let's go to a medium, somewhat larger list. Um, and then also let's get a media buyer. We need to test with some sort of like low level media buyer across some sort of cold traffic source. If all those are in line with where you're like, okay, this from a comparable standpoint, and I do a lot of comparables, I'm looking at other top offers, we're in the range. Yeah. Um, that's when you're like, okay, we, we've had this over multiple tests. Um, now it's time to introduce kind of a, a bigger gas pedal um, because 
All that being said, nothing's guaranteed at that point, right? Mm -hmm. We could only go so far to guarantees. You could still, I'm sure you've had situations where everything looked right. You put it to the super affiliate and it went, and you're like, oh man, how did this happen? You know, it could still happen. Um, but at least you know that you had enough reasonable markers to say, yes, this this is good to go. We're, we're fine to do yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're spot on. I totally agree. It's just kind of that side. And then the part that I, I do think a lot of people forget is the back end. Hey, how's your customer support? Are you still doing all that? And if you're managing your own customer support, that's okay. What's your plan to scale immediately like that? Can you flip a switch somewhere and have enough customer service reps? To right, because like, if you're used to 10 to 50 sales a day or something, mm -hmm. right, and all of a sudden you get triple that yeah. <laughs> or more, right? It's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah because a super affiliate doesn't want to hear, hold on. Yeah. So it's super important to know, like, hey, can you stop selling so much? I'd like <laughs> you to make less money because yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. So, so you're right. It doesn't always need to be that they have it in place because I understand the risk for that. Um, I think it's more, are you ready to flip the switch and turn it on? Like, mm -hmm. can you right. scale or processing caps? Like, do you have that? You know, you're going to yeah. run into that problem. All, the, all those questions need to be yeah. answered before you try to drop a bunch of traffic. Which is why scaling on ClickBank <laughs> is fantastic because you'll never have to worry about those caps and we can allow you to scale unlimitedly. Sorry. <laughs> I guess it is sponsored by ClickBank. Yeah, it is right sponsored. Right? We, have to, we have to plug our own thing. But we, we do our, our pitch voice so people know this is sponsored content. <laughs> do you think that would work legally if I ever had <laughs> legally? sponsored no. content voice? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so um, going into it, so let's say we have the offers ready. It's good to go. You do, like you said, you do the pre-introduction. Mm -hmm. We kind of like, I like to say massage, right? I'm going to, I'm going to massage the waters, a little right? bit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how are you feeling about this? Cause I have had situations where I present an offer. And I was like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Here's why. And they're like, nah, I don't yeah. want it. And you're like, okay, bye. I'm going to go back in my hole. And <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I always tell people like, Hey, can you introduce me? I'll try. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not I like, say, a, sure. <laughs> I'm like, let me go talk to him first. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so let's say they, they said, yes, they're good to go. What comes next? How do you go about that? As an offer, right? If you're chatting with them, well, you like yeah. so you're making the introduction. Oh, okay. But yeah, let's let's actually say we've made the introduction because obviously like, our introduction piece is like, hello, here you go. Um, so you're engaging with a super affiliate for the first time. First off, like, what do you need to be prepared with? What do you need to expect in most situations? Yeah, this is an interesting conversation, honestly. Um, if we're talking to the top top tier, you know, super affiliates, whether they're a media buyer or some of the big buyer list or email list. Again, we mentioned it, but they know they're kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's not like considering how much we've just talked about how we preface beforehand. Like, yes, they're aware they're a big right. deal, right? Yes, yeah. they they are aware of it. Um, there's some very humble people in it too, but a lot of them are very you know aware that they're a big deal. Uh, how am I going to say this? Right? It's you're gonna have to show up, you know, put up and show up, right? Like mm -hmm. you're gonna have to pay them the higher commissions. You're gonna have to probably like negotiate some special terms with them, especially if you're new to brand new to them. If they know you already, right? And this is just a new offer and I'm just reteeing it up and you've tried to work together before, probably gonna go a lot differently, right? But if they don't know you from anybody else. Yeah. Um, it, it's being aware of your leverage, right? I Yeah, I they always, have a lot of leverage, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're the big fish. <laughs> yeah, they're about to change your business. You're most likely not about to change theirs. I, I think yeah. that's a good way to remember. And that's not a bad thing, right? It doesn't mean that you have to go into that feeling like you, you do whatever they tell you to. But understand, they do have leverage in that situation. Yeah, like I guess I would say have some tough skin. I've seen some quote-unquote super affiliates 
be pretty curt, right? Like they would conduct business negotiations. not like I would, we'll put it that way, <laughs> right? Like with some demands and just like, I think they kind of want to see if you're going to put up with them almost, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if they're going to, if you're going to jump, if they say jump, right? And I'm trying to, I don't want to overpaint a bad picture here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just to be candid, right? A lot of these guys and girls right, are just very, they know what they want. They know what they need to get success. So they're not going to beat around the bush. They know what other people are paying them, mm-hmm. right? And so they know for you to have a shot at getting into their queue or get test traffic from them or anything like that, you got to be at least on par with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be, don't take things personally. I'd say I've seen some, I make an introduction and they're like, Oh, you know, they were a dick. I'm not going to work with them. Right. It's like, ah, that's, you know, eat some humble pie, (laughs) right? Like this could be, this could literally change your offer, change your business for the better. Cause what happens what people don't always realize that if a big mailer or big media buyer buys traffic for you and scales it, um, it's not just that traffic you get opened up to. Yeah. Right. Who is on a big emailers list? All list managers looking for the next big offer. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think going back, cause I totally agree with you in the yeah. same conversation. I think going back to that idea that these conversations could sometimes feel a little bit more um, cold. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a lot more cold than the previous affiliate interactions you've had. A lot of people that are on the way up, they're like, Hey, how's your dog? How's your help cat? You. Help I'm me so help excited. You. <laughs> you know, they're nice. They're friendly. Um, but that's because at the same time, like they're all kind of the same level. You're, you're taking a big upgrade and super affiliates are also super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they're really looking at is they don't have time to like, when you prove that you're valuable, them, let's talk about the relationship later. But right now it's just, it's dollars and cents. Yeah. We just need to get down to brass tacks. So I always tell, um, you know, clients when we're prepping for that, it's like, listen, be very transparent about what you can do and understand that th- you need to go into this interaction. And I always tell them, like, give the max of what you can. Don't beat around the bush. Don't try and muscle them into something. I was like, Ultimately, it's what you're comfortable with. And, and that's a, an important key because lots of times what happens if they're not sure what they're comfortable with or they feel like they need to give more and they're, they don't want to be transparent, they put themselves in a bad situation um, and, and they get upside down and someone's sending a bunch of upside down traffic for them. I was like, hey, great way to go bankrupt. Um, <laughs> and, and the affiliate won't that's care true. if you go bankrupt, um, but but you should. So what's important is, <laughs> <laughs> what's important is just about transparency. Yeah being curt, direct and say, Hey, I know you're a big deal. Here's the max amount that I could give you. And here's why. Yeah. And if it's, if it's not enough. Um, so if it's not enough, I was like, listen, we could revisit when we have more scale. Like when there's more scale, I know that margins will be higher, blah, blah, blah. blah. I could see what more I could present you. But right now this is what I need for my business to continue on. And if you could be respectful, direct, I find super affiliates like they respect that and mm-hmm. they're going to get what they can because their whole goal is to get as much as they possibly can. And then they can make a decision. If they're like, it's not enough for me to be interested, that's fine. Say, hey, if I could get more scale, can I come back again later? Can we re-engage at a time that I can hit that for you? Great. Yes. We're all respectful. We know where we're at, but it's not, I don't have time for fluff. So that's why it might feel yeah. cold and I w- yeah. My My only hesitation with that one is that I do know of some comes with super affiliates that will always ask for more, <laughs> right? Yeah. No matter what you put in front of them, they'll always ask for more just to force their leverage a bit um, because, you know, they can. So like in your, in your opinion, do you, if you're the offer owner, do you have like an actual real tier, I guess highest, highest tier you can give? 
and you're but you're still putting a good foot forward right with a higher tier to them right like hey best i can do is 85 percent right maybe not best but hey for you i can do 85 percent default is 75 percent right um this is what default traffic tested out against this is what it paid against so you should estimate this kind of earnings and then if they say hey i need better okay 90. <laughs> <laughs> okay um <laughs> right? you know i'm like, cause I don't know if you ever heard of the theory that um, if you went around this, I actually, this was an economic thing, but if you went around and you just asked, is that your best offer every single time, agnostic of emotions, feelings or anything you will almost, and you keep doing it until they say there's nothing else. It's just, you know, bland. Like you always get a better deal always. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the at a certain point, there is an end game. There's a part where people are like, this is the best deal. Right. Um, I, I'm a strong believer that if you just, communicate this is the best offer um this is the best deal i have here's why it's the best deal and if you give me scale i could have a better one i haven't seen people come back with that they might ask are you sure you can't do more but the the difference is you're you're being very clear and transparent and if you go into a lot of negotiating tactics like it's important to know like if you know what they need communicate that i know you need the most commission i know you're going to bring a lot more traffic I know people pay you more because you're a super affiliate. Right. I have reserved a special tier for you. And I would tell people, I actually tell my clients, it's like, okay, we're going to have your default tier. You're going to have one tier above that. And then I need you to save the special slot. It's a special place in your <laughs> offer and in your heart that, that is just for super affiliates. Right. Cause I guess we should clarify too. We're not talking about hundreds of affiliates here. No. Right. <laughs> like two, three, yeah. maybe one on and your half offer. Half a dozen sometimes. through the two years you're going to work through this offer kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's going to be like, yeah, some, it's yeah, a- these are very select, but the, the power that they'll bring to your business, like it, it matters. So it's yeah. kind of this, this elite tier and you could tell them like, Hey, listen, I, this is, you're the only person getting it. Are you and only two other people and see sometimes, honestly, like all the super affiliates seem to know each other. You could say, Hey, this is the exact rate that X super affiliates getting. Um, and that's why, I'm giving it to you yeah. because it's the best that I can. Um, I just, I find transparency and negotiations, one, removes a lot of the emotional aspects to it. And two, it just gets down to what they care about, which is brass tacks. Like right. if I'm going to ask fair. for more, it's because I think there is more. And if you tell me there's not, then eventually I just have to make a decision. Right. So, yeah. sorry, that's my soapbox a little bit. I get really no, soapboxy no. with those kind of things. I might retool how I coach some people on that. Oh, do you, do you do kind of the, hey, save a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I feel like having some room to negotiate is just kind of like a healthy place to be kind of thing, you know, meet in the middle a little bit, but. Um, I my, yeah. my response to that though is like, I feel like if I'm a super affiliate and I found out just because things <laughs> happened that yeah. I could have more and you didn't give it to me, there's a little bit of like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you do have a little bit more to give and then you see the test isn't backing out super great, right? And then you just actually do need a bit more margin to give then you actually have some of that cushion instead of being totally maxed out. Gotcha. Right. And it's like, uh, no, sorry. That's actually the best I can give you. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. we do come, then it is that optimization phase. Um, I, yeah, to me, it's kind of that don't give more than you have to, but recognize that you might have to with these super affiliates. Right. Well, I, w- I would go back and say, um, you know, we just earlier, um, for people that could see, but how the sausage made, we interviewed Josh Valencia. I thought it was great, but he mentioned a thing kind of different, like being transparent, telling yeah. people their value. I think it's important to know kind of like if that transparency up front, I just, I think it brings a different relational thing of like, here's how we're going to work. Um, and you're establishing right after, cause then when you do go and renegotiate with that super affiliate, 
your negotiations change. So that, that once again, I think this both are right. I think yeah. both could be right. But I, I just no, that's I'm what right I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I don't have any more wiggle room. Where I told you all I do. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. It, ultimately, at the end of the day, though, you do have to understand going to those situations. Like they are there to get the most that they possibly yes. can, um, because you're competing against pretty much everybody that wants to work with affiliates. They all want to work with those top affiliates. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple other things. So um, we talked about the negotiation phase. Let's now talk about, okay, so they've agreed to test your offer. What kind of questions should you be asking? And then what kind of questions do you normally tell your clients or should they expect to hear from a super affiliate after they've agreed to, all right, I'll test your offer kind of thing? Yeah, well, I think really nail out the terms of the test, mm -hmm. right? I think that's where, you know, a lot of handshake deals happen and this, you know, on the in the average level, I guess, if you will, right? With like people just cutting deals. Yeah, we'll send. Oh, hey, it's going well. Okay, sweet. Yep. Let's send us more. With the with these guys, like it, especially with email, I think you know you really need to have some clear guidelines for what is the test going to be. What are the terms of that test, right? Because um, oftentimes, right, they might if you're very new to the industry or new to them, they might demand some like guaranteed CPLs or cost per leads, mm -hmm. right, or some price fixes there, um, or some guaranteed performance per clicks or something like that. Um, so it's really hashing out those details, making sure, like you said, that you can actually float that and not get yeah. burned, right? Because, you know, if I was going to cut that as a pretty new vendor and like they wanted a CPL, they're like, okay, I can give you a CPL up to this amount, yeah. right? With a cap. Yeah. <laughs> not like a per lead, but an actual cap. Like I can give you a yeah. CPL up to five grand or 10 grand, yeah. whatever it might be, right? And that way, yeah, they don't just flood you with mm -hmm. all the traffic they have because they know they have an awesome CPL from you. Yeah. And now you're stuck with a $50,000 bill and that didn't convert very well for you. <laughs> and, and I think one thing's more, that's not to say that they're bad people for doing something like that, but they, they have a business to run. And yeah. if you're gonna give them um, beneficial terms, they've gotten to where they are because they take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, and and I, don't, I don't think it's a bad way. It's just, that's why it's super important to understand what you can and can't do when you go into negotiations. Well, it, right. well, it protects yeah. you too, right? Because if, if you stick to the terms of the deal and it's mutually beneficial for both without something ballooning too high, mm -hmm. you don't have to like, have the offer conversation of, I don't have that cash right now. Yeah. Right. Cause if that happens, your reputation is not tarnished with them and everyone they're going to talk to. Yeah. Right. So, but if you just stick to the terms of the deal, right. Then it's just, yep. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Sweet. It didn't really back out for me. So I can't really go forward with you. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, but thank you for testing. And then it's just business. Well, and that might be something too, where because it went well, that offer didn't work, but the next offer, yeah. It's a, hey, you know, here's this new offer. Here's the new things. Here's how it's different. Mm -hmm. Would you be willing, like, we could go off the same terms that we did before. At that point, it went well. It was a good contract for that affiliate yeah. relative to what they were expecting. Um, you know, that, that definitely goes a long way. So, um, yeah, yeah, making sure those terms are ironed out. And I think a couple things, too. They might be asking for a little bit more, but it's still really important to know what, what do you anticipate from clicks that we could expect yes. with that test. Um, and that's even to know, too, like, if they send not at all what they're anticipating, was that something that happened with the creative? Was it because they didn't meet their end of the agreement? So you could kind of have those conversations. Um, but then I think the other piece too is kind of, um, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I was gonna say something. <laughs> so we said clicks, oh, when they're gonna send. And then we always say this, but what metrics look like success to them? Yes. Um, yeah. So you can't take what you've done to that point is like the same stuff. like okay, what does your EPC need to be? What, what, what do you expect from an open rate? 
Um, you know, all those types of questions. So instead of assuming something went well, because sometimes I see affiliates like clients go, oh my gosh, it went so well. Look how many sales they had and their EPC was, you know, $3. But then you look at it and it's like, well, it actually only made like two grand. And you're like, Ugh, that must have had a really bad click-through rate. Right. Um, and, and your email creative was actually crap compared to what they normally say. Yeah. Well, we looked about that too. If you know what those expectations are for them and you see it, underperforming to those in real time, you can reach out in real time and be like, hey, it looks like it's not going too well, yeah. right? Or right, again, don't make assumptions like, hey, how's it going? I saw that this isn't backing out to X that we thought mm -hmm. it would. Um, what do you need from me? Yep. Right? Do you need new creatives? Do you need new you know, subject line? What do you need? Mm -hmm. Right. If you're proactive about that, they'll be much more likely to keep testing and keep sending through those iterations and changes you're making to try to get that up to par because they yeah. want to make money too, right? So it's, yeah. yeah. Well, and one thing that we're not saying too about super affiliates, they could work with anybody, so they want to work with people that they like to work with. Yes. People that are smart, people that are proactive, <laughs> people that make their job easier yes. along with making the money goes a long way. So that's where having those terms and being proactive makes a, a huge difference. Um, so, so yeah, I think those are big pieces. One, getting contract terms, understanding expectations. Um, and are there any other things you think are, are good to know? I guess demographics, we want to know what demographics they'd be testing to. Uh, most super affiliates on the email side, they have a lot of different audiences potentially they have access yeah, to. Yeah, segments and things like that, right? No, I think it just, you know, it's just an open, ideally you're not doing all this on a Skype conversation, right? You're just jumping hopefully on Hopefully getting on a call, yeah. Yeah, hopefully getting on a call with them and actually hashing it out and figuring out, like, you're coming forward with your best foot, not just on the deal, but all the data you can give them mm -hmm. so they can have the best test possible, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, any so let's now talk. Okay, post test, um, you know, let's say it went well, and um, we kind of talked about if it went bad. Like, it depends on how bad, really, but we won't go too into that. Let's say it went well. What can you expect next? How do you, um, you know, recommend a client engages if a test went positively? Yeah, well, that's when you come back to the deal and go, okay, like what's next step? Hopefully, you flush that out already, right? Hey, yeah. this does this. We're gonna do why, right? Because they probably just have to do a very small segment of their list. And honestly, <laughs> um, a lot of these guys, if it goes well, they'll probably just crank it, right? <laughs> it might not won't say be, anything. It's it might like, not be a conversation, boom. right? Yep. It's just going to go boom, right? Yep. Or they'll come back and go, hey, it's going well, and they'll squeeze you for some more cash. But <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they normally won't say it's going well. They'll say, there's some yeah. signs, Yeah. but I'd like... It's pretty good, but... Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like if we could just get yeah. a little more commission on this... We could really we, scale it. Yeah. Which I'm going to tell any offer, never be offended by that. Like, no, don't. Yeah. Like, it's ultimately, game, right? you either need to if you did your strategy and it's like, well, here's a little bit more, or you have to be like, listen, man, it's the best way I got, but what I can do is do you think there'd be a creative tweak? Do you think like, what are some other things that we could do? Um, it's why know your limits. I just keep <laughs> saying, know, know where you're at. Um, yeah, you're right, that, that's really common. So, um, but they'll dial in. And so that, going back to that, you're, you're right, I totally missed this. Super important to define not only, okay, what happens if it goes well, but then what happens if it goes bad? Mm -hmm. Like we, let's talk about this before it ever starts so everyone's happy regardless of the outcome kind yeah. of thing. Again, this doesn't have to be like an hour long Zoom call, right? No. Just hash it out like, hey, okay, if this goes bad or if it doesn't back out, like how do you want to proceed forward kind of thing? Yeah. And they might be like, oh, I'll just, I'll retest sends or I'll retest swipes. So you can mm -hmm. almost negotiate that yeah. in, before it happens, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then, then you just know it's not an awkward thing. You're not like asking, hey, is this okay? What, what are we doing now? What's yeah. next? So. Yeah. Um, and, and risk of seeming needy or annoying to is otherwise a very busy affiliate. <laughs> so, um, and then I, I guess the last thing that before we talk about some other differences, so you have a super affiliate, they're scaling the offer, things are good. How do you engage 
to keep going with the super affiliate? Like what are some ways that you kind of think are just best or you tell people like, Hey, okay, how do you keep them happy? How do you keep them going? So on and so forth. Yeah. I'll kick this back to you pretty quick, but um, in my <laughs> opinion, just cause I mean, you have the real world experience with it more than I do. Um, right. It's obviously like if it's, if we're talking to emailer, right. With someone that's in this tier, they're going to have quite a large and probably growing email list. So ideally for you, you get onto recurring sends for them, right? Whether it's to different segments or just to new emails that they're acquiring, right? You want to get into their recurring pipeline. I think the metaphor we used last time was like, you want to become the plumbing, right? You want to become mm-hmm. that regular recurring send for them. That's on autopilot, Yep. right? That you're not having to rehash every single time. So it's going, okay, hey, this is going well for both of us. Yes, right, you get that agreement. Okay, how do we keep this in place? And how do we, right, either sweeten the pot for you or how do we make this something that's a long-term deal, right? Because mm-hmm. every, li- you know, if they're managing a list like that, they want to build in that stability too. They don't always want to be chasing the next great offer for yeah. them. Um, and ideally, you want to see fresh drops come from them every two weeks, every month, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have those steady sales coming in every week mm-hmm. and month. Yeah, yeah, and so I think the biggest thing is just is, and once it's going well, is just sit back and sit and tell yourself, okay, and talk with them. How could we make it more consistent? How can we do more? Yeah. Right. So, like I said, AR stuff. I think the other thing too is I would immediately start getting custom creatives because um, yeah. whatever you had of like, okay, here's my generic swipe. All right. So, what are your top performing swipes that you have? Like, how can we change this? Let's start testing and see if we get some better ones. I'll get my copywriter to give you dedicated stuff. And the other piece too is like, what other channels can you promote to? Whether it's an AR sequence, do they have social media? Do thank they you have page offers? Right. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Is it, is it thank you page? Like, there's just so many different avenues. It's kind of that idea of like, your audience is aware of us. Let's make them more aware. Yeah. What are the other places we <laughs> could get into? Um, and I think the other thing too is, um, you know. Immediately just, uh, again, I think that this is a big piece, offer to renegotiate the terms at a certain point. What point of scale can you give them more? Can you give bonuses to them? Find a way to keep True. them caring. Yeah. If they actually raise your you know, monthly sales volume to such a degree yeah. that all of a sudden now you're you know, more profitable on your SKUs and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. maybe you do and can give them a bit more, right? To kind of... Yeah, you know. like especially when you say, hey, you know, we... Once we get our numbers dialed in, here's what we need. Give them the terms to say, here's how I can offer you, you more. Do you look at the, I imagine you would, but look at the LTV for that specific affiliate, right? I, I would. Yeah. I would want to look, because again, sometimes too, some super affiliates, their audiences are large, but they're so cold. The LTV is lower than what you're getting from other ones. Mm, yeah. So I, I guess a good thing to say is start looking at that traffic dedicated. Don't look at your affiliate, like, you're, oh, here's all my affiliate like traffic channel. No, no, no. This is my uh, super affiliate. This one super affiliate. I evaluate their funnels. Yeah. I'd even start creating dedicated funnels for them. Mm. Um, the, the more you customize, the more you can improve that performance, whether it's better terms. Hey, let's talk about when we can negotiate better terms for them. Um, you know, cause we're going to evaluate that acquisition channel differently. Um, and so you might be able to offer, you know, we're going to go negative because we know that we can with this. Because LTV might be great, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- those are things when you're doing that, you're able to communicate with that with them. Hey, we're actually going to need to. They know they have a partner that that gets it. They're like, yeah. hey, we could really work and make money long term together. Um, and you're willing to take these types of risks, give us more, um, and stretch yourself because you see our value and we see yours. So that's really where you start having those creative conversations. Yeah. But but I do think it's important to sit there and be very transparent. Like, okay. We appreciate it. Let's talk about what 
you know, us making more money looks like. Here's better terms. Here's different placements. Um, here's custom creatives. Um, because it, realistically, with, with that super affiliate, if you get them to do better, like everything else goes up. It's yeah. all good. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of the way that I would do it. And you just want to continually create that relationship and that mindset that you're always looking for more for both of you. I love that. Can we, can we pivot into, if we kind of maybe button this up, um, media buyer specifically? Yes. That was going to be my next transition. (laughs) So yeah, we've kind of, um, you know, honestly to this point, even though we've kind of mentioned email, all this is relatively agnostic for um, a media buyer, but there are some differences. Yes. So I'll let you take it because you already alluded to it. What are some of the differences you see with say, I think Facebook is the biggest media buyers we tend to see when we talk super affiliates. There's other traffic yeah, sources. Yeah, native has really surged lately, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's funny it, when I when I was kind of alluding to earlier in the podcast, like the the coldness, <laughs> right? Um, media buyers can certainly throw their weight around, right? I think he yeah. sees that with some of the really big email affiliates, but it seems like with any scaled media buyer, they know they're you know hot stuff, right? To keep it PG, yeah. but um, <laughs> well and. and it's because they're going to drive not just a send, it's every yeah. freaking day. That's that the scalability of a Facebook media buyer is 10x what a good email affiliate can be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, they can scale it and keep going bigger almost every day until it's at a volume where they can sustain it for a while. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing you need to remember with media buyers as opposed to, a, you know, there's real costs associated with email marketing, but their margins are likely slim too. The real person making money in all this is Zuckerberg, right? And yeah. Facebook. <laughs> yes. Um, they're probably paying, at scale, I'm willing to bet most media buyers are operating in low double digit, maybe single digit profit margins mm-hmm. on their ad spend. Yeah. Right? Um, so they need to get paid quickly. They need to get paid a lot because the cost to acquire a customer for you and them is equally high in a sense, yeah. right? Most of that commission you're giving them isn't going into their next Lambo, right? What's <laughs> what's the ROAS expectations you tend to see from super affiliates? Honestly, it's, gosh, it's all over the place. Okay. I, I chat with some guys and it's like, they just want, you know, 5%, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, not, not, you know, 5% for a dollar to 10, but 105%, right? Depending on which mm-hmm. way you look at that. So yeah. if I spent a hundred, I made 105. Yeah. Those, those are the, usually the more savvy, agencies who have been around for a while. Well, there's, like, when you're talking millions a week and spend, yeah, 5% on a million is quite a bit of money. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so they're looking at, it seems like the younger media buyers that are like really scaling it, like right, and just like kind of newer to it, but still having a lot of success, they often want to operate with much more cushion, right? Mm-hmm. And that 50%, 100%, right? Return on ad spend kind of deal. Yeah. Um, but it seems like as they get more savvy, they realize, oh, if we can have a smaller margin, but like you said, higher volume, we can scale bigger, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and kind of going back to, I think one thing that really changes from an email perspective to um, media buying is the concept of CPA. They have to cut, like they're optimizing off of a CPA. um, And essentially you need to be paying them more. Clarify that real quick for our listeners. Yeah. Cost per acquisition. (laughs) Sorry. So um, how is that different than RevShare? It's fixed, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's it's fixed. So essentially what, what they're calculating on is like, Hey, I am getting, I'm having to spend on average of my own dollars in Facebook ad spend to acquire one buyer Mm -hmm. um, X amount. Um, And oftentimes for like supplement offers, like you might be over a hundred dollars to spend to get one customer. Most scale campaigns are going to be in that range because they're spending so much to get so many customers. So their margin exists and that's not even including overhead. That's just Mm -hmm. their media spend. So if they have overhead they have to deal with, they have to be quite a bit higher, but their margins exist just between the difference of what they have to pay to get a customer and what you're giving them. 
Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to wrap your head around in that, but, but that's really what we're living and talking about yeah. versus an email affiliate. It's more of an opportunity cost. Yeah. Um, I could have made this much more with that send in this one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's very, it's, it's different. And because of that, I think some of the aggression or the curtness is because those margins could fluctuate really fast mm -hmm. and you could go from profitable to not in a matter of days sometimes. Now that, that ranges on the success you're talking about, but that's why it's just so critical to make sure you're, you are spending and giving them a lot. Um, and I would say you're talking to them a lot as well for, for a, a large scale media buyer affiliate. Yeah. So yeah, what are some of the things that you think it's good to give them and that they need when you're dealing with a Facebook media buyer, given what we've just described? Um, so they'll often need custom landers, um, yes. especially if the tests are going well, right? Because they want to send to pages that aren't getting hit by a bunch of other affiliates too. Um, they need some very clear tracking pixels placed throughout your funnel most often, which is why it's good. sometimes good to segment that so you're not muddying mm -hmm. water with maybe cross post. I think we both just heard about, right? A big, yeah. A big offer that was accidentally sending pixels to every single media yeah. buyer that was sending <laughs> traffic so to them, easy to do right yeah, don't uh, do that <laughs> yeah so the um for, for the right people right you build out a custom funnel for them to send mm -hmm. to and that's to at scale when things are going well what will often happen it becomes a more of a partnership like you said with the email guys um, but you might be working on like testing when buy buttons pop and trying to get them at any competitive advantage you can with them compared to your default offer right if yeah. you will um and a mistake that people might make is rolling out those changes and optimization points to their default offer, which makes some sense, but you probably want to keep that secret for a while or kind of exclusive quote unquote to that Facebook media buyer that's scaling. Yeah. Right. Um, cause you know, with any traffic source, it probably won't last forever. You don't want to muddy the water and have newbie, you know, uh, media buyers coming in and hurting their returns. Um, by promoting to the same page and things like that. So you kind of want to keep their competitive advantage if you can. Yeah, and I think this is where understanding that media buyers um, also like a, a big metric looking outside CPA is CPMs, how mm. much they're spending to get views and eyeballs on their ads, which if you're muddying the waters by taking their competitive advantage away, giving out a lot of traffic to other smaller and mid-tier affiliates, you're just making their margins shrink. Their CPMs yeah. start going up. Um, their conversion advantages aren't as unique anymore. And so, so there's just a really a lot of problems with that. But I think a big thing is the dedication and the dedication to resources for testing. Um, yeah. They're doing tons of split testing on their ads, most likely, if they're, if they're a super affiliate. And you providing dedicated testing to them is a huge advantage. Sharing, oh, that's something that came up in that, you know, in one of our Facebook groups we went is, uh, do you share audience Hash. with them, yep. right? Yep. And a media buyer in there brought up a good point. You don't have to share the actual buyer list with the media buyer. Mm -hmm. You can just share a lookalike audience from your ad account yeah. to theirs. They don't have, they can't just take your hash data and upload it anywhere. Yeah. Right. They just get the look like audience for your Facebook traffic. Right? Which yeah. I first totally learned. I was like, oh yeah, give a hash list all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. The hash, yeah. it's fine. But yeah, you, you're totally right. Like, um, you know, super smart strategy, given that looks like audience, but that's going to continue to sharpen their tools mm -hmm. with their pixel. And so they could continue to have the algorithm will work in their favor. Um, so yeah, giving them that kind of access. And oftentimes too, with a super media buying affiliate, they might ask for exclusivity on the whole traffic channel, yeah. which I'll be feelings on that. Yeah. It's, it's always hard, you know, it's kind of tough, but sometimes again, really look at the situation because those super media buyers, like they might be able to scale individually. And this is where email is a little bit different because if somebody asks for exclusivity on email, they're like, no way. <laughs> yeah. But like with media, like they have limitless potential. 
Mm-hmm. It's just as much as they want to give Zuckerberg, they could keep going. So at, at that point, you're really basically having an agency that's working on more yes. of a CPA on a model. performance basis, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but all I that. Would, I would say if you do do exclusive, set some terms there that it's not like indefinite. It seems yeah. people get roped into exclusive and then it goes sour and they're stuck with someone, mm-hmm. right? So you either have it month to month or have it like be like a three month trial or something for exclusive yep. and then re up. So, yeah. yeah, you always need to have an exit plan. Yeah. Um, treat it like an agency, not something else, right? Yeah, it's that, cool. That's really the way what, to do it. What people don't realize is a lot of a lot of agencies run on a pure performance basis as an affiliate just for cash flow. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these big of media buyers are agencies just running affiliate offers for cash flow without yeah. having an agency fee and all that associated with it. It's really yeah. yeah. I I I don't know why more don't just make it all that way. Well, it's probably cost, right? And there's a certain level where it's hard yeah, to Yeah, you need some baseline, you know. Yeah, yeah retainers in and stuff like that and yeah. percent of ad spend and all that model, mm-hmm. but smooths smooths out your revenue, yeah. right? <laughs> um, I imagine. So, um but but kind of going back to the, I think the the big thing that we talk about is just, I would say the speed in terms of when you need to interact with a media buyer is much, you're talking with them a lot more, they are working with you more, you're giving them a lot more faster than you will with an email partner um, with the super affiliates. They they have a lot of other offers, their cycle is not gonna be nearly as quick. So when you're talking with your super media buyer affiliate, you probably need to be really paid attention to it. Like you need to respond quickly. Introduced uh, one of the bigger media buyers on ClickBank right now to one of my clients two days ago and it was like a oh hey okay there's you know amicable skype message yep. kind of thing and then uh my client kind of went quiet because they've been really busy with some other stuff and the media buyer yesterday pings in just goes still waiting on you really not happy with the speed <laughs> i was like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and i had to like message my client separately after they'd kind of hashed it out i was like hey um just so you know like i can see the volume they're doing work with them right like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's like without, move faster yeah like i had to be kind of nice about it but just yeah. like step into the plate yeah. here yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's important because their time is money with media buying more than is with mm-hmm. email like it's always money but it's like they li- like they're going to change from day to day within the hours sometimes they're adjusting yeah. campaigns so they deserve a heightened level of attention of any other super affiliate yeah so um but that's because the power is just immense um, with getting a super affiliate mm-hmm. on board like that. Um, all that being said, I think as we wrap this up, I think the biggest message of the super affiliates, it's super important to remember. Um, it, it, when you go into that situation, understand the leverage they have and accept it. Don't fight it. Yeah. Um, be honest about where you are and what you can do. Um, and I, I mean, you could either be transparent or whatever, but you need to at least internally know what you can do and negotiate with, with that. And then once it works, work with them make them be the priority that they know they are and you should know that they are as well. I think those are the big themes outside of the other nuanced things we talked about um, that people should leave with and know um, when they go approach those super affiliates. Oh yeah, and make sure your offer's ready. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. goes. That should go without saying, but it never does. So make sure your offer's ready no, and your company's buddy, right? ready. Years ago at TNC, he was like, I think I can pay a $90 CPA on this, right? And get a lot more traffic from these guys. And I was like, you've been selling for like a month. Like, do you know your LTV yet? No, right? And it's like, May, maybe hold off mm-hmm. giving that big of a CPA, right? And this yeah. is for like a digital offer and that Ugh. would have been quite a bit over his AOV. It's just like, yeah. you know, you're going in the whole negative for a few months there on that CPA. Like, yeah. how about you hold off and make sure. For any, like I, I am a full supporter of going negative 
only when you know that it's not going to lose. Yes. You, know, you have yes. to have a lot of information. The smart companies do that because they know. Yeah. If you don't know, don't do it. <laughs> um, instead, invest in cryptocurrency. It's the same risk, right? It's the same risk. Buy yeah. GameStop stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short. All right, great. Well, um, anything else you want to finish with, Thomas? Or no, I appreciate, any other I, I appreciate you, Kyle. Yeah, I appreciate I'll, I'll you, Thomas. Yeah. So one day I we'll match. I appreciate you, listeners. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for and, tuning and in and viewers. And, and Taylor as well. <laughs> so uh, for those you know, Taylor had a birthday last week. Yeah. So um, he celebrated. Taylor? He finally is legal um, <laughs> at 21. <laughs> he's still feeling it. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in a permit hangover until he's, I don't know, whatever age you're going to be. But again, thank you for listening. Subscribe, review rate comment at all the places that you can we um, love which it. apparently isn't yeah. spotify um uh, just gonna say again, i think the only place you can rate it is itunes based on uh, what i know i can't okay i guess yeah leave a comment on youtube rate and like on itunes wherever you do it just shoot us some i've got a message from people listening to this and it makes me so happy yeah yeah message yeah. thomas he needs yeah. joy i do i, I, I might need I, constant I, validation yeah. <laughs> if you message me there's a good if it's on facebook there's a good chance i probably won't respond only because i'm terrible at facebook but i'll do my best you're all amazing have a great day have a great life happy scamming.